Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. Welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today you are in for a treat. I have Heidi Dugan, founder and director of Aritag Group, chair of Ostcham Shanghai and council member at University of Southern Queensland. This lady is absolutely incredible as a female entrepreneur. She's been the first foreign TV host to have her own show in China. So we're going to be talking a lot of things, China, Chinese business today. She's got like seriously 6 million fans. She knows how to sell $2 million worth of products in an hour and a half on an oriental shopping channel. We're going to talk all things. How do you actually do that? How do you, you know, how does an Aussie girl, she's a fellow Aussie like me, how does she actually find her way to China and become one of their go-to influencers and celebrities, all things health and wellness and food and beverage. Welcome to the program, Heidi. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here and talk to you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, what, what do you do at the moment? How do you, you've got your own TV show in China. Um, probably what does that look like? And then we'll look at the backstory of how did you get there? Yeah, so my show's been on TV now for 20 years and it's a daily show. It's a cooking show. We go to all of the hotels and restaurants and we get the chef to show me how to cook. Um, And it's really about taking those expert skills and the understanding of food and gourmet and uh, and sharing that with our audience and um, you know as it's been on TV for over 20 years we've really picked up such a massive following and 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 it's really led a lot of brands and that to reach out to me because of the connection to food that the consumer sees me having um, that that is a great sort of in market and, uh, way for brands to connect with the consumer mm. so but it's been a great run and you know 20 years it's like the longest standing foreign show on tv and so uh you know we before foreign foreigners could even host on tv in china um i was a guest host and it was through that that then they they applied for um the ability to have a foreign tv host and so um so yeah i was the the first to do that and then um uh much later sort of I got the um when when live broadcasting became a massive thing um got the uh the license and the only foreigner to have a license to be on national tv to do live broadcast and that was with the shopping channel um and that was always fun and of course it was for me you probably get this is that it was the most amazing experience because it meant that I could take my business marketing consumer knowledge and I'd be standing there selling this product and convincing people do it and I've got all the numbers in front of me I could see how many people were calling I could see exactly what I said that if people would jump online and start to order it so it was for me this most um, exhilarating experience of bringing everything that I've got and actually testing it in front of me on a tv monitor that had all the data based on every single thing that I said so that was amazing. Oh, my gosh, that is so amazing. I can just imagine it's kind of like, so don't wait, get it now. You've got, you know, the, in the next 10 seconds, they could be gone. And then you just watch all the stats go up. Uh, live feed analytics makes yeah. us funny, nerd, and, feel you know, excited. 
<laughs> you know what was really funny, Annie, was um it was never that that sold that um that had the peak. It was always something like where I was eating an orange and it was like, oh my goodness, this is so good, it's so juicy, it's so sweet. And then it'd be like bam and then oh. you know everything. So it was really it was that was the thing is is that it really gave me such an insight into the Chinese buyer and um and and that that knowledge has really sort of it's just helped me so much with with you know my own brand and connecting with the consumer in ways that other people have not been able to do. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And first of all, congratulations. Having any TV show anywhere in the world for 20 years is <laughs> Seriously, it's it, that's pretty amazing. Uh, anyone who's been in the showbiz world goes, you know, you sort of year to year sort of situation. So first of all, amazing, and it's not surprising once you get that opportunity and you get that awareness and exposure, those followers, you can then pick up those other brands. Which is so. Tell me about the types of brands, the types of companies who then reach out to you and go, you know what, you'd be a great influencer for our product, or how can yeah. we we do business together. Yeah. So, you know, there's been so much that I've learned doing business here in China and I've been here for 26 years from beginning to end. And um, and it was really about that long-term plan of staying here and building my reputation throughout the period. So it was about the relationships that I started to uh, to to you know, really nurture. And when we were doing the show, there would be brands that would be advertising on the show. And there was such a, a big shift in the market, actually a lot earlier than I think in the West, definitely a lot earlier than in Australia, um, where a lot of things became online here in China. And um, um, we were we were very early sort of privy to this, this internet buying and this sort of social media thing. It was really a, a, so much... Um, you know, really uh, taken on by the Chinese. And so uh, that's when I started to develop my own social media and my own presence and branding, which you weren't able to do in the past. You were always representing another brand, like, for yes. instance, Watch Watch or KitchenAid. Um, you know, a lot of those brands, I was ambassador for them and, and representing them on their platform. So it was really an opportunity for me to expand my direct connection with the followers. And they had never had that ability to connect with me personally. So social media was a wonderful way to do that. And um, and I continue now to do, you know, to share my life with them, but also to show them the brands that we use and the brands that I love. Um, and, and we showed how to use it and how to bring it into the Chinese lifestyle. And that's the thing is that there's, you know, there's Chinese people selling Chinese things or Western things, but it's about having the, the bridge and about having that Western understanding of the product and then the understanding of a Chinese lifestyle and then bringing the two together. And um, it seems kind of obvious, but it's, uh, you know, very often not something that um, companies do. They don't really localize and um having my um you know lived here for so long and having so many Chinese friends and all people I do business with were Chinese that I really understood that and I learned that having lived in China so that was uh, something that was incredible and it's been very much a part of my growth oh 
I'm I'm dazzled by that because I just absolutely love women who just step out on their own and actually are brave enough to make themselves their own brand to actually say, you know, I represent, you know, me, myself and what I actually have as a, a value value um, give to the market. And I'm also then able to then be an influencer, help you market your products. So that's it. It's a very big difference going from um, representing other products and particularly yeah. big names. And often a lot of those names are, you know, incredible products, but they don't have as much personality they don't have the they don't have as much to work with you know if you look at women like you and I and I know we've just got to know each other you know you've got that sort of more x factor you know you want you've got chemistry you get excited about things you're like oh my goodness you're going to love this product for the reasons that you're tapping into for yourself or the customer and to be able to get that relationship I think that is always better if you can find someone who actually does is able to sell that in an authentic way rather than just representing this a great product you should get it Um, it makes a very difference to the consumer I think yeah and you know I think sort of I'll be honest I think sort of we call it a KOL here in China a key opinion leader um, influencer blogger they're all very similar and and they've really developed over the years but um, you know sometimes they can have this oh she's just a blogger or she's just a this but the the thing is is that this status that you create and this following that you create follows you you take it with you so whether you're um, working for another business and then you change job you continue to take this with you and build on it and I think that as um actually just as an entrepreneur every business that I work with I share what I do and they share what they do and it means in the next company reaps the benefits of everything that I've done in the past and that's where I think that you know um and, and that that's really the relationship building making sure that you share the growth and the win um because then you can take it when you're working with other companies and where I've always been, you know, that mindset, if it's a win-win situation, we know that, um, that that win will be exponentially much bigger than anything that I could do on my own. I love that thinking and, and those listening in should really take note. This is a real gem that we're talking about here, that your value increases as your experiences with all of these different brands, different consumers. So while you might think it's a little contract job here or there, whatever, they're all building on each other. So the breadth of experience and knowledge that you have and those relationships across across markets are so valuable that your dollar value on, on the market for people to work with you increases because you can go, yeah, I've seen it work here and there in different ways. And, you, and you're across all of that, which is so different to someone who knows something theoretically or is happy to be paid to, to support something publicly. Uh, I love the way you have done that. So let's take the listeners back to the beginning of your career then. What made an Aussie girl end up in China 26 years ago? So my background was in acting and then I got the opportunity. Um, I, you know, it was actually my father that said, oh, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to go to China to learn about international trade? And so I was like, That's, uh, it's really not something that I want to do, but it is halfway there because I wanted to go to the UK and the US and do acting. So I was like, you know, halfway there. And I thought that it would be an amazing experience just for me as a person. So, um, so I came to, I was actually in Wuhan, which is in the center of China. Um, you might've heard the three gorges. Um, so it was, you know, pretty much there were no foreigners there at all at the time. And, um, it was whilst I was studying there that I, I 
came to Shanghai and of course Shanghai at the time was um was just this you know haven of you know just beauty and um it was also had a you know restaurants that I could go to that that were actually you know had foreign food um very different to what it is now but um so then I came to Shanghai and I got offered a job and um you know, the first one was in real estate, so I just sort of understood the city. But then quickly after that, I um, I, I was uh, working with the TV station and um, and helping build up the show. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was. It's been a, an amazing ride. And then after sort of the station, as I said, we sort of started working with other brands and um, and then also working with a lot of you know, I'm, I love business and I've always sort of been someone that's continued to educate myself. And so uh, I did a lot of work with some of the um, Fortune 500 companies where I'd work with senior management and localize. They come into China and help them localize their strategy um, and, you know, how they work with the team. So so I did a lot of that work, work with BP for the whole of Asia, helping them in their leadership training and how to speak, how to talk, um, how to sell something, how to sell themselves how to sell an idea so it, it all you know people often sort of go you've done so many different things and you still do a lot of things but how does it all come together and I think that you know the whole thing is is about just you know presenting myself and then helping companies expand including my own expand in this market <laughs> yeah and often it's when you're just showing up you're showing up in one space yeah just actually doing that and someone else is watching and I think we never realize how many people are actually watching you know I know even you coming on my program you are watching you're thinking I want to be on memoirs and so you just don't know and so uh, some of these like big companies yeah like BP suddenly to go you know we want that lady because she's obviously doing it it's not just a a knowledge actually you're you're applying it and you're getting great results there you've also then partnered up with the shanghai government i hear and the women women's associations to now teach and train you know women particularly about health and nutrition and parenting and you know that's right more and more areas in your portfolio you know how Mm. have you um, gone about doing that why is it important to you and how do you constantly become equipped to always be able to share more Yeah, so I mean, the whole idea behind everything that I'm doing is I just want to make people's lives happier and healthier. And so with that sort of goal in mind, you know, how I get there has always been very flexible. But one thing I do know is having lived in China for so long is that relationships are everything. And so, you know, whether it's a relationship with a consumer, relationship with the government for the support and, um, and and they always come hand in hand. So it was really through uh, one of my partnerships with another uh, woman who had set up a, a company called Chef Mama and I joint ventured with her and then it was we we then went to the um, Shanghai Women's Association and pitched a massive job where we wanted to help change and help bring out these um, the women that were at home and also bring back that sort of the nuclear family um, and and make the the family more sort of surrounding the the mother actually mm-hmm. and uh, it was something 
you know, like a lot of things here in China, we, we need to be very aware what the government movements are. And so at the time, we knew that um, it was a government push to be able to focus on the female. And so we, we, we did a number of um, uh, really large events where um, we worked in, you know, massive shopping centres and we had the whole ground floor and we did, you know, nutrition, health, uh, modelling, kids shows, you know, we just sort of did everything. And then it was from that then the local um, the local district women's associations would then reach out to us. And so it's just been an ongoing working with them in the different districts, talking to them about, you know, how to feel confident in themselves and how to make decisions based on how they're feeling instead of that external noise and how to, how to parent or, you know, how to... Um, elevate themselves within whatever it is they're doing whether they're working with someone else or they're trying to create their own company so it's been really interesting and I think that they're the sort of things for me that have made it much more um they're, they're the sort of things that makes it much more special because you get to have that one-on-one -on -one contact and you learn so much from them but you also get that instant impact when you see the lights sort of switch on you yeah. see that maybe you've just helped someone in a you know in a special way and 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 doing that then there's all the support that we need to give them and that's where the social media and then we look at all the different brands is this good for them isn't this good for them and then we promote them through what we do so it, it's really sort of come together very nicely oh, fantastic absolutely fantastic what is it like being a woman then working in uh you know I'm assuming a, a lot more male dominated um environment it's obviously got a lot of rules specific rules um relevant to to China and so what is it like do you have to tread carefully do you have to um be be careful or do you actually feel like no you know I'm pretty well known pretty well respected I get to just be high yeah. I I have absolutely the luxury of that is just that I am who I am. I have, you know, actually what a lot of people don't realise is that in China, that especially in Shanghai, it's very equal. As a matter of fact, the Shanghai businesswoman is one to be feared. Um, <laughs> they are very good at what they do. And, uh, and, and so I have never, I, just in the 26 years that I've worked here, whether it be on TV with business or anything like that, that. I've been completely supported by everyone and you know it's just I don't ever go into you know we're talking sort of this is very much a, a platform for women but I have never I don't ever think I'm a female entrepreneur I just think I'm an entrepreneur I'm the chair of Ozcham like I don't sort of think I'm the female you know or things yeah, like that so that great that's where we should be yeah you know isn't yeah it, absolutely in China saying that whereas I'm in Australia thinking you're a lot more you know progressive and we, yeah. we are still championing that you know yeah that's incredible to hear I'm yeah. absolutely flawed. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people are, you know, the only thing that I do get is, and this is more a fact that I'm a foreigner than anything, is that they always call me the Western wife, um, as in, and you can get the same thing as a Western husband so that they, people sort of understand um, that it's a mixed marriage. Um, and uh, and the other one is, is that they they often, uh, when they sort of put my my title, they'll put a lot of it and then they put mother. And that has been very much because I do a lot of parenting TV shows and a lot of people have been very interested in my parenting, my lifestyle and things like that. But I have to say, whenever they do that, I go, we'll just pull that off. <laughs> 
know, because I don't know anyone that puts down father. So there are certain things like that that I think is more because they've loved that about me that yeah. they've put that in. But for me, I sort of go, how is that? You know, I get it, but no. <laughs> yeah it's all right if it is for a PR perspective like if you are doing that's right a women or a parenting time program then yeah you know mother of so many you know all of that that's for a specific yeah. reason but actually yeah if it's not for an um equality business thing no no yeah but, but but that's generally not the local local Chinese that will put that it's more the sort of that they're being more sensitive of the foreign part of me so um so yeah so I, I I am very fortunate that I've um I should say grown up my business growth has been in a um a city in a country which has um has not sort of seen me as really as a foreigner and really also as a as a woman they've just seen me as a person that's been successful and that is you know good-hearted and friendly to whoever it is that I meet mm. So you've been there so long and you still call they still call you a foreigner though. Are you always a foreigner? Just because no. Uh, no. no. So you actually feel you feel part of Chinese culture, community, and they go, you are a kind of foreigner, but you're one of us. Yeah. Uh, so the last, um, so you know, it's not uncommon for um a Chinese person if they're referring to a foreigner to go you know, those foreigners or they're a foreigner, you know, um, and uh, and they're sort of putting me on the side of the same as what they're on. It's like, you know, ah, they're a foreigner sort of thing. Um, so so I've really, uh, I think, sort of bridged that. They don't sort of go, she's a foreigner, foreigner. What they sort of see is, oh, Heidi understands us. Maybe we can use her to help that understanding um, because of her physical attributes that, you know, that she'll help with that connection. So it's really more than that. And vice versa with brands, you know, they sort of, they also get it that I do have an understanding of foreign products and Australians, but that I also know how to stand on that side and help them, especially in business, to understand what that local implementation is from that point of view so um so it really is kind of you know standing with the two legs in uh, in both parties so which is it, it's really lovely because you can choose at times which one you want to be yes, best of both <laughs> exactly exactly so those young women who are listening in and are at that stage where their dad's gone and said hey go to china and do foreign trade or you know even though you might not even have the language just plop yourself in the middle of shanghai you know is that still a good idea you know your career has just become very very successful amazing and uh but is it is it actually quite easy to do what are the biggest challenges for someone thinking you know what I wouldn't mind doing um you know doing a different lifestyle or different opportunities there's obviously a lot of business to be done yeah you know it's really interesting I mean I think for me I you know this was never the goal um you know my goal was always to be successful as we've talked about you know world domination was always you know <laughs> well of course that's what I'm going to do <laughs> yeah so um so I think the thing is is that when you know yourself really well and you know what you're good at and you it's much easier to make decisions very quickly and so that's the thing for me is coming to China people sort of go oh my god you're a real adventurer and that I've never seen myself as an adventurer at all like there are very strategic reasons why I made the decisions that I've gone and and I think that 
you know, and I look at your life and I sort of see such a similar thing is that, you know, the if you plan success in two to three years, it's very difficult. And the decisions you make because you want to get there in three years are generally not good decisions or they're not going to be the right decisions. And so I think the thing is, is that when you plan a life of success, um, you're always on that. And it also, you know, and that this has been a very Chinese thing too. You see, you know, governments do five-year plan or a one or two-year while this certain person is in government, whereas you've seen the Chinese, they do 50-year planning. Yeah. And that's why you have that ongoing success. But what you also have is that when it goes up and when it goes down, you can ride it out, you know, you, you, you know that that is part of it. And I think that any entrepreneur that is really at heart an entrepreneur will make good decisions for today that will last for 20 years. And that's, that's what I've always done is made decision. It might be hard today. It might be easy today. None of that matters. It's what is right for me and the person I am, who I want to grow into and what business I want to become in 20, 30 years. I think that's brilliant advice to the listeners because absolutely, I often get just completely amazed by most governments if you actually look at how they operate they're all on a three-year cycle so you're never going to get anything amazing you're always going to be limited and then a bit of that is you know the the wind up they'll take a while to sort of you know because they want to save some good rewards till a little bit later or till they need them and so forth whereas successful business people or even just people successful in life actually do create those long-term visions you know that you might not know that you would be in that position where you are now but if you 20 years ago went and said well I just want to have made you know be making it really big in my own way you know just stepping out in my own presence being authentic as Heidi doing business you know I love acting so therefore TV sounds pretty good you know I'm I'm things I'm in my element you know then then you're leaning towards that dream in those stepping stones and I'm assuming because all of us usually have times that you actually have to go well I'm going to have to pivot a little bit here I'm going to I've got a challenge I've got a block I'm going to have to make some other decisions so sometimes have you had to go around have you sort of thought oh I thought that was so easy hard hard one to get Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's why, you know, the two things is the goal never changes, but how I get there, you know, (laughs) could change, you know, within an hour or two hours. And and that's why I think it's important to stay flexible in the decisions that you make. But um, it's who you are is how you make those decisions. It's, you know, when you are deciding on is it the right decision, it's based on who I am being at that point. And uh, so I think that that, you know, I've always got the goal but the guiding sort of I suppose rudder is is who I am mm-hmm. and maintaining like I, I won't take on a client that you know I just don't like um, I won't do something I just don't like because of money um, because I know that that's not going to get me to where I need to go so there are things like that that are really guiding principles for me and I and I think that it's meant that I've loved everything yeah. that I do. I mean wow, such an enjoyment. It's not about getting there. And of course, I'm very clear, I'm going to, you know, get there and perhaps have gotten there a thousand times over already. But it's about, I want to love what I'm doing. I want to be in my zone and, you know, create the life. And that's what I think is, it's more about, 
I am creating the life and that changes constantly. So, but, but, that, but that's, that's really what it's about. And that for me is what's exciting. And, you know, I really want to share with your listeners is that, that just having the confidence just to make your own decisions is the most important skill I think you can have and being quite decisive about it you know not sort of going all this you know again with mine I had two children and um you know it wasn't an option if I'm doing tv and that nor I'm teaching or doing training it was that if you want me my kids need to come with me if I'm flying somewhere, if I'm going somewhere, and that's it. If you can't do that, that's fine. I'm clearly not as much value as I, you know, would like to be. But, you know, that was why all my customers, you know, I put in so much effort, but I could do that because I knew that my first priority of my family at the time was looked after, and that was that was a hard rule that I had with them growing up. Um, so there are things that I think that we can be very much more decisive and much more this is how it's going to be and it will succeed because I'm going to create mm. the path. Mm. I'm hearing a lot of intent, intentional action. Yeah. Those in my coaching incubators, you know, listen in here because this is what I, I try to hone down, that you need to be intentional about your behaviours. And that, as you've just clearly shared, is going to be linking to your values. It links to who you are, links to how you want to show up as a mum, as a businesswoman. But it's complex and it's a package. And what I'm also hearing as well as your intent is also that the non-negotiables have to be very clear right? So while we can aspire to all of these things, and I hope I get this, this amazing opportunity. And yes, it is really hard when sometimes you miss those because you've been not negotiable. You know, there are tears over these things, you know, we do go another world. That was my big break, but we suck it up. Uh, But other people also respect that too. They go and say, well, here's a mum who's needed. We can make it happen. We will. We still want Heidi. That's just the way it is. And, uh, and we'll make it happen. And then, yeah, that's right. You actually can get more wins, I find, than you actually expect. You know, people think everything's Absolutely. always going to be a no, but not always. And why not ask at least before you make that decision? You know, I was, I have not been for any of that sort of thing is I was not turned down once, <laughs> not once. And that's and that's the thing is, is that when you are so um, definite and, and, you know, it's not like, you know, being rude or anything like that. It's you're absolutely definite in what and how you want to do it. People love it. They love that sort of, this person knows what they're doing. And then, you know, I I know half the time I was doing some of my training is they, I wasn't even the speaker. They just bring me along just to be with the people. And that was the thing is, is that when you become and you take complete ownership and, and it seems so difficult you know like when you look at it and as you said sort of very complex but it's really not you know I just sort of think you put your hand on your heart is this what I want is this who I want to be and then you make a decision exactly that's that's really it can be that simple it can be that simple exactly once you take all the emotion out of it and all the reasons you know which are distractors and they're hard and they're challenging but once you actually do make that decision when it's the right decision there's always no regrets as well and that's what I love you know I look a lot back on my my long life now and you know there were decisions that I I did I I stood firm and I backed myself and there were others that I didn't and I still regret them you know so yeah yeah the more empowered we can become as women, the more confident that we go, no, if this is important, it really is, and I'm going to have to make it happen. And there will be yeah. costs, you know. In your case, I- it worked every time. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. 
but you'll get that, you know, you'll get more assured, self-assured in, in asking, making that, trying to make things happen for yourself, try to go for the wins, but ultimately you're, you're comfortable in your own your own skin Absolutely. and that's just as you're saying you know I mean that's where the ups and downs you don't feel it as much because you're in the right direction you know where you're going so a down is not a down you know and that's why I sort of say is that like I don't have really regrets because I was always on the right path and you know I have hard days definitely like many do um you know we're in lockdown at the moment and you know there are days where they're hard but that that doesn't stop me and I think that's the thing is is that it's not being stopped and having that intention is like yes it is hard mm-hmm. and that's okay you know and then how do I create what I actually want mm. I'm assuming in your world you've had to change quite a lot over the last couple of years during the pandemic like all of us have um, mm-hmm. how can you share what have you had to do differently how has it affected the way you do business because you're a very public facing person and then suddenly everything shuts down yeah um I think you know I still we're so fortunate to do the online and and actually it's really funny because we've been locked down now for a sort of two months and it's been a hard lockdown so it means we can't walk out and everyone's going oh my god are you okay Heidi you know how have you been it's like our business is bigger than it's ever been and they're like but how do you do all your videos and it's like you adjust as again I know where I'm going I can still do videos I'm good at doing videos I can do them myself the format might change slightly but we're still doing them we're still getting brands to send me things and not only that even more so now is there's always an opportunity in crisis or in any situation you always see someone making money and someone not making money and I think the thing is is that whether it's a, you know, people say it's a good time or it's a bad time, there's always someone making money. So for me, it's yeah. or, or, or succeeding, you know, and, and that might not be a monetary thing. And uh, so for me, I'm always looking at where is the opportunity, you know, as we're going along within the structure of what we've got, where's the opportunity? And I want to make sure that I'm grabbing it as much as I can. And um, I've always had this saying that you know especially in the past I was always doing things for everyone else and um you know I decided that instead of me jumping on someone else's bandwagon that I would create my own bandwagon and if it's good enough then they can jump or jump off (laughs) on mine and so that's really where I've sort of uh, I, I suppose I've built my business with this sort of funny sort of concept of this is my train, this is my bandwagon, you can jump on, jump off. And I've been very um, strict with myself to make sure that it's my train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, sometimes I might pop on someone else's if I know that I can grab everyone else or I can get some relationships or things like that. But this is my train. You can jump on or jump off, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever you want. So, um, yeah, that has meant that I've been able to grab a lot of different opportunities and there are so many things that we we can do now that we we never really realised that we could do, like have meetings and interviews online and, um, as I said, videoing, things like that. We always find a way and if not, then you pivot and um, and you look at where the other the opportunities are and you go for them love it what does the next 20 years then look like for you you're a future planner a strategist 
I am. So we now are just launching our new brand called Rise, and that is about sort of shining light on everyone else and helping others also shine that light. And it's a global brand that it's very much about, you know, changing, um, helping people take that next step to change their life. And that could be in, again, health and wellness, also, um, you know, business, um, parenting, but it's about sort of giving back control to uh, our followers and our members and um, and helping them then like someone else's light so that, you know, that there is a sort of a real ripple effect to helping other people. So that for us, we're launching that now in China and that um, is an offline event that we will be doing, you know, we've got uh, for our first event, we'll have over 500 people and a lot of brands coming on. Um, but then, you know, if we have to, we'll take it online. And it's also a, an online app where people will come in and they'll be able to sort of um, work within a community, but then also sort of you uh, um, uh take sort of a, they'll be able to see their progress and be able to see, you know, learn very, you know, simple things that they can implement into their life that can help them make the changes. Mm -hmm. So, um, so for me, that's, uh, that's a big thing. And, uh, you know, going to and from Australia and China and, um, and then, uh, you know, I, I suppose giving also my kids a platform to start building their business. And uh, my daughter's 17 and uh, we're now working on a business for her and um, a future for her. So um, that's also something that's so exciting. Oh, super exciting. I love what yeah. you new opportunities with your own children. So you yes. have raised up, been, been born and raised really in China then. So they would see that they would stay there permanently, like that's their life? Um, um, uh, they see themselves very, very much as international kids. Yeah. And so um, we, we've always spent July, August in Australia. Um, we, during COVID, we actually came back and we were there for about nine and a half months. So every time we came back, the kids went to school in China, in Australia. Yeah. So then they came back. So they feel that there's a real, um, that they're really kind of quite balanced yeah. between lifestyles. I think what I would like for them, and I think, it, you know, it is the case is, is that they don't feel confined by, you know, the constraints of saying I'm Australian or I'm Chinese yeah. or I'm whatever, that they sort of think, well, you know, where there are people that, you know, I can work with and that's where they go or that's where they build their business. So um, I think I think kids nowadays are uh, quite fortunate in that really the world is their oyster. I mean, yeah. back in the day it wasn't, it really wasn't our oyster. Yeah. But now you can do anything. It's like, yeah, Absolutely. that's right. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And just try and make it happen, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. The world is a much smaller place now, that's for sure. And uh, and also just staying in close contact and in community, that exactly it. Now that we're just so, you know, virtual, even us having these conversations, but, you know, families living in different places around the world, it is so easy uh, to yeah. stay well connected. So how do people reach out to you to hear more about what you're doing and to hear about RISE? Uh, how would yeah. Best way to reach you. So that you know, just like sort of any, you know, they can look Heidi Dugan on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and also Facebook. That's where we're doing most of our work for international. If they have any connection to China, then um, you know, Heidi Zhongyang Shenghua. Um, so that's a Chinese Western lifestyle. They can search on all the social media, and we've got a massive following with that. Um, otherwise, they can just reach out by email to our, uh, you know, Heidi H E I D I at HeidiDugan.com. 
Um, so, you know, there, there are plenty of ways and, uh, and I, I just, you know, thank you so much, Annie, for um, the opportunity to um, to talk to you about me. I, I'm actually much more interested to have a chat about you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that another time. But uh, we'll have to do I'm, that in the next probably... session. You can introduce, you can interview me on memoirs of successful women. <laughs> yes. yes, that could Let's be a first. Why not? Let's do that. Let's do There's some big role. things coming up for you. I can oh, tell. Oh, there's a lot of lot of things in the horizon. You could be the first one to share uh so that sounds absolutely awesome everyone listening in i'll have all of heidi's details on my podcast platform on my youtube channel you'll be able to reach out to heidi to ask her more about what she shared today and i just from the women and men of the world congratulations to this amazing woman like seriously you have just just inspired us on what is achievable from a young girl who arrives in a country and just makes it her life and her business and has really really just pioneered her own space and I have just so much respect for women who you know that's right you know drive their own bus their train make their own way have their own path and navigate real challenges like serious challenges that will present themselves but that can do attitude that you know that that mindset I heard, heard a lot of positive growth mindset, um, you know, optimism, you know, opportunistic sort of choices. And that's what it's all about for all of those people who get interviewed on this show. Um, of course, everybody check out the Women's Business Incubator. If you're wanting to do a coaching program with me, if you're wanting to start up or scale up or learn how to dominate in business. Also, if you want to join the Women's Business Tribe, reach out to Women's Business tribe.com and come along and join some time with me and my global tribe so thank you for being on my program Heidi thank you so much Annie thanks so much for listening to this episode of memoirs of successful women you can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes. And of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon. And until then, happy podcasting.